you just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? friends welcome to nathan for us and nathan for you podcast my name is kelly and hi i'm megan and today we've made it to the season two finale it came up fast <laughs> i really wasn't expecting it which i know again unfortunately we say this every week <laughs> it was shocking yeah Truly shocking yeah it's been a long quarantine <laughs> and suddenly we're done season two. So next week, I'm sure we're going to start ranking the episodes. Yeah. So this is season two, episode eight, Toy Company slash Movie Theater. Wow. So fancy. Yes. I am a big fan of the theater. <laughs> the theater. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's, let's talk Toy Company first. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> As it was first, Mark Rappaport is the owner of Marky Sparky Toys. Offhand, not a good toy store name. Yeah, um, it's not my favorite. I definitely knew people who had the nickname Sparky in uh, at least high school. I knew one Sparky. What do you get that nickname for doing? His name was Mark, so maybe this is a very common thing. He's the only Mark that I knew who was known as Sparky, though. I never knew that these names were related. Apparently they are. Maybe he got it from Marky Sparky Toys. I guess you'll have to ask him. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I have that contact information any longer. <laughs> Message him out of the blue. Explain why we called you Sparky. <laughs> asking for my podcast. Totally normal thing to do. But apparently, Mark, does he invent all of his toys because that's wild it does seem that way because nathan says specifically that of all the products he's invented so to me that says that yeah he must create all of these though we do only actually see one product that he's made though i will say on his computer screen there seems to be some sort of 3d rendering of perhaps a second product oh yeah the elephant toy But they had showed a frame of, like, the shelf packed full of toys, and they had said, you know, of all the toys Mark has designed, and it panned across a lot. So if he actually, like, creates every single toy and every toy at his shop is uniquely his, that's wild. Yeah, good for him. Honestly, I I feel like it's so hard to compete. There's always, like, those big toys, like Beanie Babies that everyone wants, like, Maybe he's hoping he makes one of those toys, but unless he has multiple locations. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's tough, right? Especially because, as we'll see later, he's not super into, you know, marketing. some of the marketing. <laughs> um, he doesn't really listen to some of the focus group research Nathan does. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Mark doesn't – it feels like Mark isn't super committed to his business, in my opinion. Yes. Um, He might not be committed to Nathan's marketing idea. Um, So I guess he and Nathan don't necessarily hit it off immediately. Um, He's saying that of all the products Mark has invented, the Doinkit stands out as the worst. Do you think the Doinkit is a bad product? 
Okay, I, I have a couple problems with the Dwinket. Okay. Number one, <laughs> the name Dwinket. It doesn't really do much for me. Like, if someone asked you, what do you think a Dwinket is? A children's toy would certainly not be the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, <laughs> Whoa, what what is the first thing that comes to mind? I'm sure you could fill in the blank. It also sounds a lot like Bop It. Yeah, not which... once did I go the first direction you were implying. <laughs> but but I, even if it sounds like Bop It, like a Bop It's a Bop It. You can't compete with that, with your Doink It. It sounds like either a sex toy or an off-brand Bop It. Those are the only two options for what a I, Doink It is. I don't hate Doink It. You know, really? I don't know what they're called, but those, like, door safety stoppers so you can't slam your door into your wall. That when you, like, flick oh, yes. it, it goes, like, doing. That's yes. what I think of. It seems like there's a whole bunch of those coming out of a ball. So that's what yes. I thought of. Yes. Yeah, so for anyone who maybe needs a description of what this product is, it's a ball with, it almost looks like almost, remember those? Suction like, cups. Su- suction cups and also, like, mesh finger traps it's or like, like a combination birdies. of both like they're oh, like yeah. the backs of birdies sticking out everywhere yeah it looks soft though because it seems like you can kind of throw it at people it gives me the impression if i took one of the suction cups and stuck it to the wall it would stay yes you know what the doink it might be good for it might be a good cat toy Ooh, actually yeah, yeah. offhand i really like just playing catch so i feel I like yeah, I feel like it would just be really fun for that. It depends on the weighting of it. Like, if you're outside and there's a breeze, is it too light and it would float away? Like, I need to feel this doink it in my hands. <laughs> you need to touch the doink. You need, to, need doink to touch it. it. Yeah, I need to doink it. <laughs> so, so Nathan's not down to the doink it. You're down oh with the doink gosh. it. He calls he- it a strange ball that doesn't do much. <laughs> A few of the lines when they're discussing the product are so disheartening. Mark says, it's all fun and games until nobody buys your toys. It's sad. But at the same time, like, Mark's pretty rude. Yeah, I'd be, yeah. He's not the kindest. um, But Nathan believes that the quality of your toy shouldn't matter when you're selling to kids. Questionable. Um (laughs) I'm not sure how how far that claim is going to get you. Um, can I can I ask you my favorite thing? Yeah, that is asked in this episode. Yes, I know what you're going to ask. Nathan <laughs> asks Mark, "What is the the thing that you want most when you're a kid, more than anything?" For me, I wanted to be Kari from Digimon <laughs> more than anything in the world. <laughs> but Mark answers, "Power," and that is deep. Like, it's very whoa. dark. It's whoa. a very dark answer. Yeah, for a period of time, you know, I wanted to go to Hogwarts more than anything. I wanted to be the pink Power Ranger. I pretty much am now realizing I just wanted to be someone else. Yeah, I wanted to be Sailor <laughs> Jupiter. Like, I'm with you. Ooh, I just nice. I guess that's in a way we did also want power, but like, yes. that is a dark Actually, answer. Hmm. Yeah, I guess all of these characters came with power. Uh, but said in a little bit of a nicer way. Yeah. Maybe it, Mark was a bit of a wimp when he was younger. <laughs> he got like, beat up a bit. Mark needs to go to therapy maybe and unpack all this. Yeah, but apparently Nathan does not agree with this. Um, he says that children want to not be seen as a baby. Yes. Do you remember if that mattered to you? 
Honestly, I have no clue. I'm sure I must have cared about it a little bit, but I don't think uh, to the extent that we take it to in this episode. How mm. about you? The only thing I kind of remember is my grandma would call me Megaboo. And I would <laughs> I would tell her like, no. I was like, mm. and I don't even think I could speak properly because everyone always repeats this to me. I would say me, not Megaboo, <laughs> me, Megan, which like my English was not great. So my <laughs> argument, I had a poor argument, <laughs> but apparently I'd throw like a fit. <laughs> I'd like stomp my little feet and cross my arms and be like, me, Megan. <laughs> I like that you're like a baby Neanderthal. <laughs> me, Megan. <laughs> um, the word I'm exists. <laughs> well, listen, Nathan says children have small brains. So I, I guarantee just- you I did. <laughs> did it grow? Who knows? This is... This killed me because all I can think about when Nathan says children have small brains, so they're really easy to market to. The only thing flashing through my head, and we'll have to explain this a little bit for our American listeners and other listeners outside of Canada, but the concerned children's advertisers, um, little ad spots that used to Mm. play on TV in Canada. Stay alert, stay safe. Stay alert, stay safe. The house hippos. House hippo is the greatest ad of all time yeah anyone who is listening please do yourself a favor pause the pod go check out just any canadian psas from like the 1990s you will not be disappointed is how (laughs) they make me feel they're unhinged they're so weird they're so good i don't there's some that i'm like we should not have been watching this like the one with the guy with the drugs yeah they taught you not to eat Halloween candy that could be full of like sharp objects and drugs. Yeah, don't you put it in your mouth. Yes, don't stuff it in your face. Oh my gosh. Uh, I guess our brains were small. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were very memorable. Yes. So so Nathan's whole plan here is because kids have small brains. The way he's going to market the blanket to them is he's going to say that this is the only toy. That will prove you're not a baby. So you need a doinket to prove you're not a baby. <laughs> I mean, we go and we do a test with yes. three children. And yes. quite frankly, this goes flawlessly. Yes. Nathan organizes a great focus group with three kids. And essentially, he is saying, like, here's this toy. The kids think the doinket is very dumb. Oh, they give it a really bad review initially. They're not into it at all. They're very, very unimpressed. And then Nathan fakes a phone call. He tells the kids, the only way to prove you're not a baby is by owning the toy, as stated on his phone call from the president. And then the kids suddenly are into the doinket. It is crazy to watch. (laughs) This is... And I thought that the poo-flavored yogurt... (laughs) Frozen yogurt was the wildest focus group I've ever seen. This one is wild. It's just so easy to manipulate them. I don't interact with many children, but damn, they're easy to trick. (laughs) There's some really funny things that happen here. I think one of the funniest is that he asks the kids what they think of kids who don't have the toy. Oh my god. <laughs> they're savage. They're, the, they say that those kids are sad and weird. Yeah, this was hilarious. I 
I really like this segment. I don't know what else to say. It's it's fantastic. So Nathan is like, great, I'm going to run with this idea. Now I have this market research that I can present back to Mark. So he also remakes the packaging of the Dwinket. Um, he designs it so that it has three children pointing and laughing at a little boy who's wearing a diaper. And the packaging says the only toy or sorry, the copy on the packaging says the only proof you're not a baby. I mean, the packaging worked a little bit because I was very uncomfortable seeing this older child wearing a diaper. I was like, oh, what a baby. That poor kid, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if your parents are like, you, do you want to be a star? <laughs> you want to be a star, kid? Don't you? <laughs> you got to wear oh. the diaper and work it. It looks sad. Sad. <laughs> sad and weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's rough. Yeah. It's, it's not great. I, I, feel for, I feel for this kid for sure. His family probably owns, like, four doinkets in their perfect (laughs) packaging, like, framed on the wall. Yeah. I wish we had seen the audition process for this. Normally, they show us auditions on the show. I would have liked to meet this kid's parents. I want to know how much they paid this kid. Oh, there's no way it's not, like, a hundred bucks on Craigslist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish we had the Craigslist ad. Yeah. We need your, like eight-year-old child to wear a diaper on a doinkit package. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what is a doinkit? I don't like the sound of that. (laughs) No, no. They loved the sound of it. They were like, our kid on a package? (laughs) God. So Nathan presents all of this to Mark. Mark Mark does not give a shit. (laughs) Mark, I don't think he saw the focus group we saw. No. He could not care less. He's so rude. He's so rude. He says that Nathan is bad at what he does, which I think, you know, Mark, you just don't get it, okay? You don't really know what he's trying to do here, (laughs) which is partially to be bad, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Nathan still wants to go along with this, and he's like, okay, I just need to show him some results, and that'll win Mark over. Um, because Mark only speaks one language, and that language is money. So Nathan tries to buy ad space. So he makes this very professional-looking ad, which is extremely creepy. It essentially just has a grown man standing in, like, a suit, basically talking about how you need to buy a doinket or you're a baby, and then it intercuts with, like, children crying. He says, like, goo goo gaga. It is very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, is, is this man the most embarrassed of the people on this episode? Yo, this man's a star. I don't want to, like, get too much into it, but uh, he's in oh. a lot of shows. <laughs> wow. So the most uncomfortable part of this commercial for me was there's, like, one intercut where there's just, like, a baby floating yeah just in the middle of the screen and i didn't i didn't love that no i also did not like it it's Mm -hmm. uh it's not great i i wonder if he had put psa if that would have given them any leeway (laughs) this is a public service announcement yes (laughs) it's hard to say it's really hard. like you're lying to kids no no we are just informing them yeah that they'll be babies but yeah, so he can't buy an ad spot. Uh, no one wants to allow him to do that. But he 
He's able to flex some of his sales muscles, and he's able to secure placement at a local toy shop where they're going to carry the Dwanket. It looks like in the toy shop they place like a pretty large display. In the biz, we call it a shipper. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's like a big cardboard stand with a bunch of Dwankets on it with like some product information. And the people who own the store accepted selling the Dwanket, but they have one condition. The condition is that they also want a Santa to come in and be in the store. So enter our old friend, James Bailey, the Santa who owns a bunch of guns and has a criminal record. And who now is going to convince small children that they are babies if they do not own a Doinket. And he does it pretty well. Yeah, he has, I think they show like three or four kids come and talk to James Bailey. And he's basically like, whatever they say to him, he's like, no, you don't want that. You want a Doinket. Otherwise, you're a baby. Yeah, so the first little girl is very specific about the toy she wants. And James convinces her that she must be a baby if she wants that toy and convinces her that a doinkit is the way to go. And after each of these segments where they show a different child, it cuts to their parents buying them a doinkit, which is pretty funny. The second little girl, this is maybe the saddest thing on Nathan for you, where she like looks like she's about to burst into tears and is telling Santa that someone's being mean to her at school. And James is like, oh, it's probably because you don't own a doinket and she thinks you're a baby, which is just so heartbreaking. And then she brings it up to her mom and I think her mom bought two of them. And then the third kid is a little boy and James tells him that he must wear diapers and he's just like, no, I don't. And so he convinces this kid he needs the doinket and it cuts to him telling his mom, because I don't want to be a baby, I said. This kid yells at his mom. So despite a couple of uptight parents, the doinket was a top selling item of the day. We did see one parent who went and confronted James and said, you know, this is not okay for you to be telling to these kids. Like, why would you tell my kid this? Yeah, to be fair, the one kid who, like, the last kid that we see who's, like, crying, the mom's kind of laughing, so I feel like that kid's maybe a tad dramatic and is probably fine. They might have, like, slipped each parent, you know. <laughs> 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Here, go buy yourself a doink kid. <laughs> go get yourself a doink kid, kid. <laughs> a baby. But so, even after all this, you know, the doink kid is the top-selling toy, when Nathan goes back to Mark, Mark still could not care less. He does not care that the Don't Give Us Top Selling Toy. And he basically is still just braiding Nathan. Um, calls him unprofessional. You know, we yeah. didn't get any sales, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he said that was horrible advice and awful graphics, terrible design. Nathan tries to cut in and say it worked um, because they had sales, but... I guess he doesn't care. So Nathan decides to take the high road and he gives Mark a beautiful gift as he's leaving. A delightful yeah. bobblehead. Yeah, which honestly, like maybe we should also get some bobbleheads. Ooh, that would be nice. It's very like Dwight Schrute. Yes. Yeah. But So this bobblehead does speak as well. Which after Nathan leaves. Yes. He, he gives his gift. He walks away very quickly. And that's when Mark starts... Pressing the button and exploring the 
the numerous features that the bobblehead has to offer. Yes. It says, hi, I'm Marky. I'm an idiot businessman with a small dick. I have no idea how much I hurt other people's feelings, and I'm the laughing stock of my industry. Which got him. What yeah. a zinger. Tough. Suck it, Marky. Pretty mean. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not good. But when you look at how he spoke to Nathan, like the language is similar. It's not like he went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I do have some some updates, updates on, on... Uh, different people. Okay. From this episode. I like that well, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I genuinely never know when you're telling me. I'm so interested. So I have the IMDb of mm-hmm. the first little girl from the toy shop. Mm-hmm. She's named Helena, apparently. I don't and think I've she... ever met anyone named Helena. Me either. It just makes me think of the My Chemical Romance song, to be perfectly honest. Mm. She's been crushing it, man. Helena probably works more than we do. Oh. Yeah. She was in an episode, a couple episodes of Modern Family. Nice. She was in the show Fresh Off the Boat. Um, she was in a whole bunch of other random, like, shorts. She was in the TV series called Bombshell as well. So, you know, watch out for Helena. She might be a big deal in the next 20 years or whatever. But don't you call her baby, though. Yeah, don't call her baby. She has a doink it. Um, I also have Matt Lagan, who is the man that starred in the doink it commercial. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Tell me all about him. So there's nothing that I'm, like, really, really excited about. However... There's a little show on here called I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant, <laughs> where, where he was, he started as a doctor. Uh, oh, I guess it's not a reality show then. I've never watched I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. I think they do reenactments. I read an article recently where someone on a flight didn't know that they were pregnant and gave birth on the flight. And that is... The the most horrid story I've ever read. Yeah, I don't love that. That would be a disaster. I think everyone was like, the baby was safe. Thank goodness there were doctors on board. What, like a wholesome, inspiring story. And I was like, this is a nightmare. That poor <laughs> woman must be in actual shock. Like, yeah. what do you do when you land? Like, you think you're going on vacation? <laughs> and you're like, shit. I hope <laughs> what they do at least, I do? like, put her up in first class after they, ga- like, delivered the baby, too. Imagine they deliver the baby and they're like, sorry, though, you have to stay in economy with no <sighs> leg room. <laughs> Not to be self-centered, but imagine being in the seat beside her. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, behind her. Really just, like, anyone else on the plane. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If there's, like, a small child next to her, just, like, the horror. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, my um, God. But yes, so Matt was also in a couple episodes of Days of Our Lives. So good for him. He's, you know, crushing it. Um, And then I have a couple updates on the Doinkit. It's not available on Amazon in Canada, sadly. Oh, is it in America? Well, it doesn't look like Marky Sparky Toys is still creating the Doinkit. But he is still making toys. And he's making Doinkit darts. It's like a magnetic oh. dart dart board with um, basically like that weird squishy back part of the doinket is onto some magnets and then you can throw it at a dart board. I wonder why he's so keen on keeping the name doinket a part of the product. 
It's definitely because of Nathan. I bet people Google it all the time and then see like, oh, this is like what exists still. And he gets those clicks, you know? I don't know. I feel like if I was worried about the Nathan clicks, I would just continue to sell the doink it. True. Maybe they were hard to produce or something. But yeah, he he has a bunch of random like other toys, um, like some lacrosse stuff and different. <laughs> you, like- you looked and sounded <laughs> disgusted while saying that. <laughs> no, I have nothing against lacrosse. It's just like weird. He has like little like faux bow and arrows with like foam on the ends and stuff. I don't know. Mark is apparently really into like archery or something projectiles he likes projectile he likes soft squishy projectiles yeah so that's the doink it but good for marky i guess but it is still open yes still exists that's good still kicking it so shall we move on to movie theater or our good friend simon next i think we should save simon for the end okay um I'm sure we have lots of thoughts. So the movie theater. So obviously this was filmed far before COVID. You know, the movie theater now is going through an even tougher time than it was back then. But we hear at the beginning of this movie theater segment that it's a tough time to be in the movie business. We meet Eric Chafino, who is the manager at Whittier Village Cinemas. And basically, Eric explains to us that the only way to make money when you're running a theater is through the concession stand. I have heard that before. So I feel like that's common knowledge. Yeah. But I I feel like movie theater tickets are expensive. Like, how are you not making money on the actual tickets? I think part of the problem, too, is that, like, there's a lot of really big, like, I don't know if there's, like, a monopoly on the movie theaters. But, like, really, you only have, like, Cineplex at least in Canada, we really only have Cineplex. We don't even have AMC here as much. There's Silver City. There's a few independent ones like yeah. that I've been to, but yeah, it's mainly Cineplex. Yeah, so I think that's the problem. I feel like those kinds of places are like jacking up the prices and then making it hard for like the independent ones, and which Whittier uh, Village seems to be an independent movie theater. Mm-hmm. So that must be why. But I was going to ask, actually, I know you're not a big movie person, but do you remember, like, the last time you went to a movie theater? Oof. Um, I'm pretty sure I saw Crazy Rich Asians in a movie theater. Fantastic nice. film. Um, I feel like for some reason you and I went to a VIP one. I think the guys were there. I was going to ask if we saw Us together. I don't know what the movie Us is. So, okay, oh. probably not. I saw It in theaters, It too. Oh, yes. Yeah, we did see It too together. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, my brother was in it. Yes. (laughs) Which is why we went to a very spooky film. I mean, I love horror movies, so I was into it. I was going to go see it anyway. (laughs) I, like, would not have watched it. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was trying to figure this out before we came on, but I think the last movie that I saw would have been Uncut Gems. Great movie. Safty Brothers, you know, they're making a show with Nathan, so maybe we'll have to cover the two Safty Bros films. That would be good, as we're yeah. now done season two. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen a Safty Brothers movie. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Or the I, have seen, movie? I have seen Uncut Gems. Okay. Very anxious movie. Um, yes. Their other movie, Good Time, is, in my opinion, I mean, I haven't seen Uncut Gems since I saw it in theaters, I've seen Good Time 
a little bit, a little bit uh, closer to now. Very anxious movie, probably worse. <laughs> Robert Pattinson has like a very, very intense dyed blonde hair. He's a total scumbag. Great movie. So, <laughs> when you went to the theater, did yes. you buy popcorn or a drink? Concession of any sort. I'm not a big concession person at movies. I do, if we go to the VIP theater, I do like to get a beer. That's, like, usually what I'll do. Like, you know, I'll grab a little bevy to go into the movie. Colin is a huge popcorn and drink person. He, like, always gets popcorn. And I'll, like, steal some handfuls. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. How dare. I know. I know. I felt so guilty watching this. But so we have a plan here from Nathan before we get too ahead of ourselves. And the plan is that there's going to be a new rule. You cannot share concession items. So, you know, as discussed, this would upset me greatly. I don't know how you would feel about it. Oh, it's a bullshit policy. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. Of course, it's not going to work, but it was hilarious. Yeah, terrible idea. Eric's hesitant, but Nathan basically convinces him by saying, like, it takes courage to be the first person to do something. He kind of um, makes a comparison between making this rule and Edison inventing the light bulb, which is very interesting. And he says it's as important. This was like a crazy inspirational speech about not allowing people to share. Yes. Not allowing people to share concessions. Yeah, but I felt like really pumped up during the speech. I was like, maybe I should do more things that I'm afraid of too. Oh, Skydiving. Wow. <laughs> Leaving my house. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe. So the next day, basically, Nathan's going to implement this idea. So they put up a sign that says, you know, no sharing concessions. And he notices when he's standing where people are checking out with their concessions that it seems to be working. People seem to be adjusting to the rule. You know, they're buying two things of popcorn or two drinks or whatever. But then Nathan quickly becomes suspicious. So he decides to go into the theater. And in his words, he says he's going to discreetly check out if people are following the rule and let them know if they aren't. So he straps on his finest headlamp and grabs some sort of, um, I don't know, like light lantern. I don't even know what to call this thing. but I would say a lantern. Yeah, I'm sure they use it probably for, like, if there's a fire or something. <laughs> yeah, my screen is currently paused on Nathan smelling <laughs> this random old man's oh, no. fingers. Oh, no. <laughs> this is, like, my favorite part of this episode, I think, for sure. Yeah, he goes up to a couple who are sharing, and he's like, you're clearly sharing. And the man's like, no, we weren't. And he's like, there's a residue on your shirt. (laughs) He full on like berates this guy and makes him uh, let Nathan smell his fingers, which is so weird. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Nathan catches him red handed. He reeks of popcorn from his crummy shirt to the tips of his fingers. And they're caught red handed. Oh, God. I just like... I can't even imagine how embarrassing this would be if you were this couple. Would you pretend that you weren't sharing? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) His wife is like, I don't know what you think you saw, but of course we weren't. (laughs) 
His wife was about to leave his ass. <laughs> like, she was like, I will drop you right now. <laughs> I feel like I would try to be the person who, like, was the one with the popcorn. So yeah. if anyone were to get in trouble, like, it wasn't me. Yeah, you're like, oh. I'd take like, Nathan's side. I'd be yeah, like, you're like, thank I was you too for stopping him. I was too scared to say no or something. <laughs> thank you for stopping this madman from taking my popcorn. <laughs> psychopath <laughs> so yeah nathan realizes that basically this is going to be like a hard to enforce policy though he does yell at these people and say you're basically stealing from the theater it's <laughs> <is> pretty funny <laughs> so he, he's like what's the next best thing we can do and he's like obviously we need to install some night vision cameras in the theater <laughs> yeah so we do learn from one of the employees at the theater that while this is great for stopping people trying to share from sharing their popcorn, this could possibly have a dual use. Yeah, so apparently this theater has a pretty big problem, I imagine, based on how seriously everyone uh, comes up with this idea that there's a lot of perverts <laughs> who come into the theater and they usually come to a kid's movie by themselves at night and, you know, they... They doink it in the seat. Whoa. <laughs> Scarred. But um, while Nathan is setting up the cameras, he wants to make sure that they're all in the correct place. You know, you can really get every person from every angle to make sure that if you're going to call someone out for, you know, doinking it, you know for sure that that's what they were doing. Yes. There's nothing more embarrassing then if you went to be like, hey, I see you whacking it in the theater, <laughs> and the person's like, I don't know, doing something else. Well, I feel like every person you approach and said that, that would in fact be their response. They'd be like, no, of course not. Yeah, I was just shaking my asthma inhaler or something. <laughs> I was trying to think of what other action you could be doing. Scratching <laughs> They're like, my I have a, I have a shake weight in my lap. <laughs> I was just working out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so one of the employees is sitting in different chairs from different angles, you know, putting himself in the mindset of the person <laughs> pretending um, to doink it while, while Nathan makes sure that the camera gets the ankles. And this, this poor man is forever going to be <laughs> the masturbating theater guy on Nathan for you. He was great. I wish we got his name because he, he was pretty funny. They kind of have a little conversation about, like, what life is like in Whittier. And uh, it sounds, no offense to Whittier, a little bit mundane. Well, they have all these, like, perverts going to the theater. They have a real <laughs> they have, problem. They need to be focused on it. They have perverts. Ronald Reagan went to high school there. And there's a college with a bunch of trees. That's kind of all I gathered. Actually... Uh, not to, like, touch on Reagan's presidency and comment on it in any way, but he has been useful because the spelling of his name is R-E-A-G-A-N, and it is pronounced Reagan, which has helped me greatly in my life because my name is M-E-A-G-A-N, and every time someone says Megan and my world shatters into a thousand pieces and I explain, no, no, it is Megan, and anyone tries to argue anything, I just say, Ronald Reagan. 
I like to imagine you do that with any argument, not just the name thing. Like any argument where someone disagrees with you, you just yell Ronald Reagan. I don't know if that would work very well in other arguments. But for this one specific one, I think it's a very good argument. It's solid. It tells people you can pronounce my name (laughs) that way. (laughs) I don't really have that issue with my name. So no, never had to deal with this hardship. Um, I don't want to act like my life is that much harder um, than than the average person. But, you know, it's something I deal with. If I'm talking to someone and they need my email, like customer service over the phone or something, I spell my name. I don't tell them my name first. Because if I tell them what my name is and then spell it, they get it wrong every time. Yeah, I, I spell my name too because there's too many different spellings of Kelly. Yeah, there's too many spellings of every name, quite frankly. Yeah, unless it's, like, a short name, like, Bob or something. Like, can't misspell that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any possible way to spell that differently, and I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> B-A-W-B. So we've got we've got our night vision camera set up, and we're at the, the next day, I imagine. Maybe they did this all in one day. It's hard to say. But we're at our next screening, and lo and behold, everyone's sharing. Who would have thought? So Nathan... Nathan is like, all right, we need to do something about this. You know, we have unrefutable proof. People are sharing in the theater. So, you know, he can't really grab all of these people. So he just grabs one couple or sorry, one duo and basically says, you know, I saw you guys sharing in there. You're breaking the rules. So we're going to have to put you on the board of shame. He pulls out a cork board, which has the title popcorn sharers slash theater masturbators dual purpose i mean it's good to be efficient have all the perpetrators in one place show people it's an equally as bad crime in your books you're breaking the rules shouldn't break the rules if you don't want to be on the board don't be sticking your hands in places they don't belong (laughs) nathan will smell your fingers to check he's on he's on the case people take this much better than I thought. Like, I feel like there's a few characters that would have really freaked out at him. And I'm not sure if they did and they didn't use it. But I'm surprised that the reactions are as tame as they were. It is It is not as bad as I thought. I think um, <laughs> some of the really funny things were people basically being like, I did it and I'd do it again. (laughs) He's like, I don't want, there's one guy, he says, I don't mind being on the board because I'll share and share and share. (laughs) Just what a reaction. I'm glad that he was on the board for popcorn sharing. (laughs) I'll do it again. again. There's nothing you can do. So Nate goes back to our friend Eric and shows him the board and shows him the whole setup. And Eric is not a fan. He's basically like, no, it's not going to work. Yeah, I feel like he dismissed the whole idea fairly quickly. Like Nathan set up these night vision cameras in your theater. I'm sure that those were very expensive. You actually do have um, a pedophile problem <laughs> yeah. in in your theater. I feel like maybe we pivot and still focus on this uh, masturbator board. Yeah. He he shuts it down quick, which is kind of a bummer. Um, He just kind of says, like, oh, it's not for this theater. Nathan also spent $20 on a cork board, so I don't know. Just feels like Eric should have given him a little more consideration. 
Yeah, one of the women was like, you could buy another cork board. And it's like, are you paying for the cork board? Yeah, they can't afford a cork board because everyone is sharing, sharing. The popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> so obvious. I'd probably share the popcorn. Yeah, there's not. You kind of have to. Yeah. But so I did look up uh, the Whittier, Vill- Whittier Village Cinemas. They're still open. Really? You- yeah. I really wasn't guys- expecting that one. Yeah, you could go see a movie like right now, and they now? actually have really good prices. Wait, so for, what do you what do you mean now? I believe Tonight? they're like. Do you want me to check out what? Yeah, I today, right now. Are, whoa! I guess I'm not used to things being open. Yes, I mean it's a little bit different here. I would say actually, I don't know if they don't say if they're doing like decreased. Um, I'm sure oh. they're doing decreased amount of people can come in. I bet we could go to a drive-in theater right now. I think drive-ins are open right now. Um, yeah, they're doing like 25% seating capacity, so it would be very empty. Um, and there's a minimum of two empty seats between parties in rows. So essentially, I feel like that's the ideal seating arrangement. Yeah, to be honest, like I feel like going to a movie when they open would be like one of the safer places you can go because like you have to buy a seat specifically and then once you're in the movie like you don't have to have a you don't have to take your mask off to watch a movie yeah like it seems like a, a very safe place oh but someone definitely would yeah you know? there's other people who will but so then are maybe those cameras could have been useful for right now good point yeah hey keep your mask on buddy you're going on the board you. you're gonna be on the pervert board yeah <laughs> But yeah, they have pretty affordable ticket prices as well. They're like but it, $10. it's American. It's American dollars. Yeah, but only $10 in the evening. American. And only $5 if you go for like a matinee. So. Oh, wow. That is a good price. Yeah. Is that just Mondays or weekends too? Let me, uh, let me. Are they allowing sharing now? <laughs> Doesn't say on their website, but it looks pretty good. I'd probably go there. It looks pretty cute. They have a ton of Google reviews that are, like, very high. So, there you go. You can go check out uh, Whittier Village Cinemas. Although, I'm surprised that they, like, the the bad press from this is definitely the fact that they have perverts going to their theater, right? (laughs) It's kind of weird. Like, don't go see a kid's movie there. I feel like this must be a thing at, like, a lot of cinemas, though. I did. I never worked at a movie theater. No, me neither. But I did read an article, and this was a while ago. So, although I feel like it's something you could Google pretty quickly, about there was this man who would like hide under the seats <gasps> and like touch people's hair. Oh my god! Yeah. Hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah. I don't like that. If you're doing anything in a theater other than sitting there watching a movie, it's never a good thing that you're doing. It's always a super weird thing. That you're there for. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I love movies, as discussed. I get so mad when people have, like, their phones out and stuff. I feel like that happened maybe when we went to see It too. Where people have their phones out. I can't remember. It's happened to me at a lot of movies when I go, like, opening weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. People just, like, have their phones out, like, during the movie. And I'm like, you paid. Like, especially in the VIP theater. You paid $30 to come watch a movie in the VIP theater. And you're going to look at your phone the whole time? Like, come on. Go somewhere else. Maybe they're just wealthy. And they don't give a shit. Maybe. 
They deserve to be on the pervert board. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, both of these ideas haven't turned out so well so far. Neither of them, uh, they they decide to go with. So we're 0 for 2 right now. We are. We've got one more little segment here. And uh, we kind of see during the episode that Nathan had a little follow-up with our friend Brian Wolf, And it's at this point in the series where it's announced that Brian Wolf has been picked up for his own show. Woo! So I think it does make sense that next week, before we do the rankings, maybe mm-hmm. we should cover Cry Wolf. Yeah, we should definitely go watch an episode of Cry Wolf. It's on Discovery. We gotta find it. We'll read it. Brian Wolf is great. I'm very excited about watching it. I hope it's everything I dream it to be. And what a fun job it would be to be watching Nathan for you and be like, hey, that guy's funny. Let's give him a show. Like being yeah. that person must be great. Yeah, good for them. So so we hear that Brian Wolf has his own show and Nathan is kind of like, okay, like, Brian Wolf apparently had received a whole bunch of phone calls from people who wanted to give him his own reality TV show. So he's like, I need to follow up with every single one of the former guests on my show to make sure that, like, I can cash in on if they get their own reality deal as well. So he kind of comes up with the best person who he can help produce a reality TV show for them. And that is our friend, Simon, the security guard who is very into... Women with large breasts. Do you think this is the best spinoff character? Personally, I would like a spinoff of Solomon. I'm sorry, but Teen Street. Oh, yes. Teen Teen Street Street is a fully formed idea. They already have the trailer made. Like, that was such a flawless thing they could have inserted. And I wonder, do they think, like he was too young like I really wish that they had gone with Teen Street but Simon's great as well and they decide to pitch him as being a professional security guard with one major weakness double D breasts <laughs> yes oh actually Ghost Realtor obviously oh would be damn. the natural reality TV show damn. I think Sue's that one would busy. be really good that's basically what Nathan's new TV show is yeah that's so, excellent. Yeah. Anyways, Ghost Realtor so, is a really, really good one. Yes. You'll appreciate this. I've been watching a lot of BuzzFeed Unsolved. I feel like you like those oh, guys. I've, yeah, I have watched a bunch of those. I really like not to like be promoting too many other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't you abandon us. Yeah. But we, they seen- definitely need, they need our promotion. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Puppet History? No, I'll go watch her. Oh my god. I love it. It's really, really informative, but also very funny. And somehow it's a puppet show, but it's okay for adults. Like, it's really well done. There's always a musical number in it. You learn a lot. I want you to watch the Samurai one. Okay. We'll discuss 20 minutes after this episode. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I will pop it on, I promise. It's dramatic. I'm I'm excited now. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Unsolved is great. I love a good mystery. Yes. I don't believe in ghosts, but mysterious realtors is great. Yeah. Ghostly realtors is what we want. hmm But so we see basically Nathan and Simon, they f- decide to film like an entire 
little reel that they're going to be able to present to a reality TV producer who's going to help try and get them on a network. So I think we can kind of talk through a few things that uh, (laughs) happen during this little segment with Simon. Okay. So we see Simon wake up. Uh, First of all, sorry, the show is called Simon Sees, and it's little logo with like little eyes and just everything you could think of. So we see Simon get up. He talks about how nothing came from focusing on his duty except for a crippling obsession with large breasts. Accurate. And we really see him down to every second what he does to get ready in the morning. And everything seems pretty normal. Until there's one moment that I was like, what? First of all, for breakfast, he makes a Hot Pocket sandwich. There's a more rattling part before this. Oh, okay. You go ahead. I, I need to hear which one you don't you think is weird. There's nothing I love more than a crispy cold glass oh. of water. Yes. Who wants water that's been sitting out all night and is room temperature? Room temperature water is not good. I will say, like, I've definitely do that sometimes like you know you leave a cup of water on your bed's bedside table at least he's hydrated yeah i i aspire to drink a big cup of water every morning so maybe he's doing what i'm not i need like a thermos or something that'll keep it cold oh see i'm good with like a room temp water Hmm. sometimes cold like hurts my teeth you know are you elderly? You're so young. I know. Listen. Not not ice. <laughs> it's too cold. But so okay, back to the thing I was talking about. A hot pocket sandwich is insane to say. A ho- like a hot pocket is redundant. It's so redundant to say a hot pocket sandwich. Like obviously, a hot pocket's a sandwich. Okay, sorry. Is your issue the naming of it or what he has selected to have for breakfast? Both. I mean, I think a Hot Pocket for breakfast is also a weird choice. I feel like it's fine. It seems quick, efficient. Breakfast food is a human construct. You can have whatever you want at whatever time of day. And it's like, okay, if we are to compare it to a breakfast food, there is a bread component, there's a meat component, there's a dairy component. I feel like toast with, like, bacon and cheese is, like, the same. I guess for me, it's just, like, eating, like, a pizza flavor with coffee does not sound good to me. Mm, okay. You know? Like, yeah. that doesn't sound like a combination. But I he feel also- like people have, like, pizza slices the next day for breakfast. Like, that's a common trope. Maybe. I feel like when I've done that... I know, like, I'll drink a coffee and then later eat pizza, you know? And it's more of, like, an 11 a.m. breakfast. I feel like it's a hungover, get something in my stomach, because I'm going to yak breakfast. Yeah, not like it's 7 in the morning or whatever when he wakes up. he has a good technique for cooling down his toasty breakfast treat. He takes a little nibble, and then he kind of pops the rest of it open, and he blows into it. Is a very good way to cool it down. It's also kind of funny to me that he specifically says, like, a Hot Pocket is better than cereal. (laughs) It's just such an odd call out to be like, specifically, it's better than cereal. Carbs and dairy versus carbs and dairy. But I'm like, does, does he not realize that there's other breakfast foods? Like, he doesn't have to have either a Hot Pocket or cereal, you know? 
You don't show up at a continental breakfast at a hotel and they're like, okay, here's our platter of Hot Pockets and a platter of cereal. Breakfast is like the most difficult meal other than when you're making like a formal big breakfast on like a weekend. It's just like a quick one every morning. It's like eluded me my whole life of what to do. I have like a protein shake every morning and that's it because I just couldn't possibly come up with something else. I've been really bad lately. I haven't really been eating breakfast. I usually just drink coffee and don't eat anything. But oh. you you might make fun of me for this. No, maybe. I'm a big Eggo waffle fan. I like oh. love Eggo waffles. Why would I make fun of you? That sounds very efficient. I don't know. Maybe because I'm a baby and I eat Eggo waffles <laughs> and I don't have a doink yet. <laughs> I uh, do a protein shake and then I add peanut butter powder and... Um, I do like instant coffee, like black instant coffee in it. So it's, and then if I have bananas, I do half a banana. And so it's like chocolatey coffee, banana protein shake in the morning. It's really good. That but so good. I've only been doing that for like a month. So before that I was lost, I, we would do like overnight protein oats, which like I only kind of ate cause I felt like I should, but I just, like, have not been a breakfast person my whole life. And, like, everyone always tells you, like, you have to eat breakfast to get that metabolism going. And I feel like it's a lie. Yeah, I don't think that's real. I only really will eat, like, it kind of depends on what I'm doing. If I'm going to, like, work out, I won't eat before I work mm-hmm. out because I get I get super, like, nauseous. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually just drink, like, a pre-workout or something with, like, some carbs. But Yeah, I did buy... And this is like the worst thing about pre-workouts and protein powders in general because you have to buy the whole thing. So yeah. I got a pre-workout and it's so gross. And they're expensive too. They're always like yeah. $60. Yeah. So we got this pre-workout and it's blue raspberry. And I don't know what I was thinking because normally I like – I kind of like things, the taste of things that are orange. Like they're just they're just better. And so I thought, okay, it's raspberry. There weren't really many options. There was that or like white freezy, which maybe I should have gotten. But I thought the the raspberry would be like more natural tasting. It is so aggressive and it's like highlighter blue. Oh, no. And I tried a little bit. And I tried to water it down and it was just so bad. And so I have a whole thing of it. And I'm like, ah, this is just going to sit here for a few years and then I'm going to throw it out. Yeah, occasionally if I feel like I really need to eat something and it's like the morning and I need to work out right away, I just grab like two Oreos oh. and like eat two Oreos real quick. Oh, um, okay. You just reminded me. So I am mailing a package to old podcast guest Kyle Picard. I'm going to mail it to old, him tomorrow. Old. <laughs> he was like previously on like an older podcast. Yes. An older episode. Podcast, a friend of the podcast and previous guest. <laughs> previous guest. I think he's our age or a year younger. Yeah, I believe we covered that in the episode. I think he said that we're closer to death or something. Oh, how dare he. But after this, you know, we were talking about Canadian American foods and we're sending each other packages that have like iconic Canadian things. And so I'm sending his tomorrow, and I got, like, an Oreo bar that I found at a store, but since then, I have been told that Oreos in Canada are very different than America, and I keep forgetting that I have to find a small pack of Oreos and put them in, because the box is already pretty full. 
Oh, I didn't know that one. I I know they have like a lot of fun flavors in the U.S. It's just the one thing someone told me because I messaged a few friends being like, hey, what is an American food or like a very iconic Canadian thing? And one person that messaged me back was like, Oreos are super different. I was like, I can't imagine how they could be. It's like the most – it's like two ingredients. It's like chocolate biscuit, (laughs) creamy filling, which I guess is an accumulation of multiple ingredients. But those natural ingredients, chocolate biscuit and (laughs) cream filling, those things we find in nature. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't had an Oreo. Like, I guess cookies and cream is like a flavor that I would pick of like ice cream or something. But I have not had a straight up Oreo in a very long time. A previous employee, not that like, I feel like I always like say shit about old people I work with. (laughs) And by old, I mean, a while ago not their age but yeah he was like aggressively into like the the most stuffed like what is it called oh yeah the i don't remember there's like the double stuff double stuff, but then there's the like one. yeah the other one that's like just a ridiculous amount of filling inside and i got them once and i feel like i was at your house when i got them actually oh and yeah i, brought I them don't over. Really, i don't want like the double stuffed either i like the normal stuffed well, because if you go to bite it or like twist it and look out the middle or something, like it just oozes out everywhere because there's just so much of it. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Yeah, let's talk about si- Simon. The point so, is, I need to buy some Oreos. <laughs> so, Simon, he eats his hot pocket and he needs to go to work. So, he says he's working at a jewelry store in Chatsworth. And this is where things go a little haywire for Simon. So he says he likes to try and be honest with whoever he's working with. So he decides to let the owner know about him so there won't be any surprises. So he's like, there's one thing I think you should know about me. Sometimes I get distracted by women with big chests. Um, You know, I might be looking at them or something, but I... And the owner cuts him off and is like, this is not something we need to discuss. I feel like I that would not be my response. <laughs> would that be your response? I think I would just probably immediately be like, you, you know what? We're going to find a different security guard <laughs> for today. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, maybe don't all go women and yeah. have zero ability to do your job. But this guy was like, I don't want to, like, you don't have to tell me that. We don't need to discuss it. Because what if he went on to say something like crazier? I don't know. He very much was like, don't tell me. I don't need to know. Yeah, it was like these odd. these are your customers that this person might make feel like super uncomfortable and he's like I don't just pretend just it's not don't happening. Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just shuts down. Yeah. But so we see Simon kind of go through his day and you know some people come in and at one point there is a woman with large breasts who comes into the store. He does get distracted. He goes through the things that he would like to do to her, which I am not going to be repeating on this podcast because it is pretty gross and uh, he should be ashamed of himself. (laughs) (laughs) Simon's on my pervert board. (laughs) But remember, he's trying to become like a cook now. I know. (laughs) And I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he just... (laughs) And I'm sure he's playing it up for the show, but wow, this is just gross. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder how much he's playing it up for the show versus, like, is he genuinely 
this distracted and want to tell you all about this random woman who walked by him. Yeah. And the woman who walks in is um, an actress. Mm. So I'm sure that this was like kind of discussed beforehand and was a bit. They did talk about plot points that they could have in the show. And, you know, one of Simon's situations that he had come up with was that he would have a coworker who, you know, had small breasts or so, or a customer that he had seen very often. Sorry, I'll repeat that. Let me find it. Yeah. So one of the situations that Simon had come up with that could be a story plot was there's a situation where he is a security guard at a store and a woman walked in almost every day. She's a regular at the facility and she was very pretty, but she had small breasts. So it was not something he took much notice of but then maybe a week later she walks in and up larger breasts he could tell that she had implants and nathan lets him know that you know a show is half an hour so this plot isn't quite enough yeah yeah it's not quite carrying the series you know but so this woman comes in um he ends up telling the jewelry store owner after she leaves that he had been distracted but he promises it won't happen again and then we kind of see the end and simon says that the experience changed him for the better he realized it was embarrassing to talk about that so next time he won't talk to his boss about being distracted by a woman with large breasts yes a lesson for the ages so we have this professionally made real that Nathan and Simon go to present to an actual producer named Brant Pavidic. So they go into the office and they're sitting on the couch waiting for their turn to go in. And Nathan lets Simon know that it's best best practice when you go in to, you know, have a little industry small talk, let them know that you're, you're aware of the industry. You're in the know. You're usual at this. You're not new here. So uh, they go in and Simon starts talking about Captain Phillips and it just uh, doesn't go so well. He kind of stumbles his words. We don't really understand what point he's getting at. Um, But we do see a few posters on the wall of Brant Pavidic's like different projects he's worked on. And Cal, I believe you have his IMDb page pulled up. So let's learn a little bit more about this guy. Yeah, so he has an extensive IMDb page. Um, So just want to say that right off the top. But it looks like he's been an EP on tons of stuff. Most notably, I Used to Be Fat, which was on MTV, which according to IMDb is an MTV reality series that follows overweight teens striving to achieve weight loss through means of diet and exercise. So I personally have not seen that, that show, but... He was on that one. He was on a bunch of different stuff. He was on a show called Splash, which I have never heard of. Have you um, been familiar with this show? No, I don't think I've heard of any of the shows he's worked on. Okay. This is pretty hilarious, actually. Celebrities dive from extreme heights into a pool. Each week, one celebrity is eliminated, and the challenge becomes more difficult. So it's a celebrity diving competition, But can I read you some of the people who were on this show? Like some of the celebrities. Yeah, I just want to clarify. Every week, do they just dive from a higher platform? I have no idea. We we need to watch. There's only one season. 
Okay. It was hosted by Joey Lawrence and Charissa Thompson. Um, there's a dive master who was a judge and some other people, but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on this. Oh, wow. Drake Bell was on this. Whoa. Um, a whole bunch of people. So. Who perhaps, won? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to Are we giving spoilers? <laughs> I don't think we can spoil Splash from 2013. <laughs> this eight-year-old show. Okay, maybe we'll watch it. Maybe that'll be yeah. my next show. I wonder if I can even find it online. It sounds pretty hilarious. I'm kind of into it. Um, that seems to be one that we might have actually heard of. He was on a show called My Big Fat Revenge, or sorry, he was EP of that as well. So this is a similar thing where like people were losing weight, I guess, as like revenge for people breaking up with them. I don't oh, know why he's on they, all of these. Were they the original revenge body? I guess so. It's kind of weird that he was on all of he was like EP on all these weight loss shows. Mm. Um, he was in Opposite Worlds, which actually, or he was an EP on Opposite Worlds, which is like a fun kind of weird video surveillance Big Brother type show. Oh, yes, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, and then just a whole bunch of stuff, Food Fortunes. Kingin' with Tyga, Catch a Contractor, Sweat Inc., Breaking Ground, Fat Chance. He was on some episodes of Bar Rescue, um, L.A. Hair. He also is on My Cat from Hell. Oh. So he's currently working on a TV series called Bad Moms, apparently. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. I feel like that would be a very depressing show to work on. Yeah, it's a docu-series. So. About terrible parents? It just says, take on Bad Mom's film premise of imperfect imperfect parents shifting the focus to real-life moms. So, I mean, the title Bad Moms. <laughs> yeah, Brant is working, man. Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious. Do we want to look up Brant's celebrity net worth if it's available? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Celebrity net worth, famously perfect. For actually telling you, you know, what they're worth. Totally accurate. I feel like it's normally people who are on the shows. Okay, let's see. Oh, it looks like, well, he's actually Canadian. Oh. Allegedly. And he's a Leo. But, um, allegedly he's worth 20 million. Wow. So, honestly, good for him. We should get Brandt on the show. (laughs) Maybe he can come be on our splash recap. Oh, that would be nice. But yeah, that's uh, that's what he's up to. Brant is a, a real deal producer, and he he's he lets them down easy, I would say, when they yeah. present the episode to him. He's pretty kind that he doesn't think that the show has longevity and it's not quite as big of a hook as maybe Nathan and Simon thought it would be. Um, but you know. Simon's hopeful. He he thinks that this will help normalize uh, men feeling like, you know, they're not alone and, and it's okay to all go women's breasts and, uh, you know, humanize it, make, make people feel like they're not alone in this, which is very important. I don't know if I'd quite agree that it's just like fine to all go women's breasts. I think uh, all those men need support, Kelly. Apparently, they need to be humanized. <laughs> yeah. But in the car on the way home, he lets all of us know that 
it's time to pull out the Elvis costume. Yeah, he's like, if we'd put the Elvis costume, that would have been it. Like, that we should have included it. I mean, I don't hate the Elvis costume. Yeah. But again, here is unfortunately another idea that did not quite pan out in the season finale of season two. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. Yeah, we have three busts, but it was very entertaining. You know, we had some great returning characters. It was pretty funny. Um, you know, yeah. none of the businesses were very encouraging of Nathan's idea, but I have no but. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do, right? They can't all know. be winners. Yeah. Sometimes this is the beauty of it being a different business every week. Sometimes stuff's going to happen. And if it does... So what? <laughs> I will say, I just pulled up season three just to, like, double check what we're getting into after we recap an episode of Cry Wolf and then do our rankings. And ooh, baby. I don't want to, like, get the stoke too high, but wow. We've got some some really great episodes. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, so we're doing next week Cry Wolf. Week after that, show rankings. Week after that, we're into season three, baby. Yes, season three, and we will have a guest for episode one. For Electronic Store, we will have Alex Brizard coming on to chat about his favorite episode. So Very exciting. I do not know them. <laughs> <laughs> we have not met. I'm we'll, excited we'll to meet them. be great friends. I'm, I'm very positive. excited to learn about why this is their favorite episode. Yeah. And I'm also a teeny bit offended that we haven't been bombarded with messages about people wanting to show up on my favorite episode, but that's okay. I also am a little disappointed no one sent us any secrets. I was waiting. I was like, I hope we get some (laughs) secrets after last week. (laughs) But alas, no one thought they should message us their secrets. Fair. That's fair. We ask a lot of things from people. And we know that we have listeners, but they don't send us their their darkest, <laughs> deepest thoughts and feelings. And quite frankly, I'm disappointed. Yeah, it's tough. It's a hard life. But if you want to help support the podcast, we would love if you would write and review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Let us know what you think. Kindly reveal a secret in your kindly, review. Kindly reveal a secret. It'll just make you feel... Like, we're better friends. Like, anyone that I've met where they tell me, like, they almost overshare when we first met. Like, we're pretty good friends because I'm like, whoa, I know a lot about you, actually. <laughs> we're bound we, together. We, mu- we must be really good friends. It's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll send you a secret back. Probably not. We don't have any secrets. <laughs> sure. Yes. Definitely. Definitely not. do you have anything else to add to the end of the pod they're my secrets (laughs) follow us online at kelly w and at megan bianco (laughs) megan like reagan (laughs) and at nathan frost pod um we posted a fun video of nathan on instagram the other day and i don't want to brag but people were loving it yeah, I also, the day it was Nathan's birthday, I went to his Instagram page and I liked every photo he's ever posted. And so a small part of me thinks that if he actually runs his own Instagram account, maybe he noticed us for a second and thought, oh, they're annoying or, oh, that's nice. We can only hope. 
maybe he had a thought <laughs> in relation to us or adjacent to us. That's honestly, that'd be a dream. That's all I could ever ask for. Yeah. We will perhaps recreate Nathan's dance to Hips Don't Lie at some point. If we can ever see each other in person, we'll see. Should we recreate the Doink Kick commercial? <laughs> Who's the baby? <laughs> I don't know any babies. They'd have to be off the internet. They can be our cats. <laughs> yeah, or the dog. Like stock images. But yeah, we, we could put diapers on our on our pets. God. This has been <laughs> Kelly and Megan on your side. Your side.